1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 4th, 2018. My name is Phil Rostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter. At Philip R underscore OMD I hope everyone had a great labor day had a great time to kind of reset the batteries here as we enter the fall the summer officially over or unofficially over pretty officially over uh, and we begin to get set for the NBA season because guess what guess what everyone the first Orlando magic preseason game is October 1st. That's right, we are less than one month away from the return of Orlando Magic Basketball and to celebrate that return, we'll probably be going back to five days a week starting with this episode on a Tuesday when I didn't do an episode on Monday. That's how it goes though. Got a lot planned for this week. I'll have a podcast uh, hopefully coming up with a couple guests this this week. We'll be talking a little bit about um, the... Uh, the the Grant Hill induction into the Hall of Fame will begin our player pr- preview series coming up later this week as well. Lots to get to, lots to talk about, and so today is going to be a little bit about the hype train, a little bit about the the getting ready, getting excited, getting set for the 2019 season, a couple big ticket items to get to. But before we do that, I want to remind everyone that you can check out the great podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It being Labor Day, the college football season started, and the lo- And if you haven't heard from the advertisements that are inserted into this into this show, Locked On has expanded to college football. I know there's a Locked Alabama. They were just here in Orlando, uh, getting uh, defeating Louis- the Louisville Cardinal, um, saying how much they want UCF. Uh, we saw you. Uh, we saw that fan in there. Um, Muhammad Bamba and Jonathan Isaac both attended that game. They were, they were spotted on the sideline by the Amway Center Twitter account. Um, but obviously, obviously college football is here, and the, several teams are now covered by the Locked On College Football Podcast Network. Check out Locked On. Enter your team name. I know Florida is, I don't know if they've started theirs, but they are on their way. Florida State also on their way on the Locked On College Football Podcast Network. Again, check out the ad at the end of this episode, I believe, to learn a little bit more about the Locked On Podcast Network. And, of course, you can check out all the great podcasts in the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. Every team is covered. Locked On NFL, every team is covered as you get set for Thursday's opening games in the NFL, and several MLB teams are covered, including the Tampa Bay Rays, the hottest team in baseball. But back to the Magic, today is a little bit about hype, a little bit about getting set for the NBA season and for the Orlando Magic in the season that they are possibly about to have. And, you know, if you know me, I, I try to be an optimist. I want to be an optimist, especially this time of year. There's no reason not to be an optimist. And we know that a lot of things are going to change with the Magic in the coming season, of course. Um, the Magic will have a new coach in Steve Clifford. They'll have some several new players. The the philosophy that Jeff Weltman and John Hammond are bringing to the table as talent evaluators and team builders is getting set up right now. And so, of course, there's a lot up in the air. At the same time, as much as we focus on the future, zero and zero means limitless possibilities. And Steve Clifford has repeatedly said maybe to some chuckles from Magic fans perhaps, he's repeatedly said that, why can't we be the team that surprises everyone and makes a playoff push? Why can't we be that team? Why can't the Magic be that team? And to some extent, he's right. Why can't the Magic be that team? There are a lot of reasons, of course. The Magic bringing back mostly the same roster that won 25 games, but... There might be a little something to it, because Steve Clifford, of course, has made that massive turnaround. He has made a team go from 20-some-odd wins to 40 wins to 30-plus wins and make the playoffs on top of that. His first season in Charlotte saw a 20-win turnaround and a playoff berth for what used to be a really depressing Charlotte Bobcats team. So why can't that happen with the Magic? The Magic clearly have the talent in Aaron Gordon. Jonathan Isaac's an interesting player. We don't really know what he can be. Muhammad Bamba's an interesting player. Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier are solid veterans. Jonathan Simmons is a solid player. Terrence Ross is a solid player. The Magic have talent. The question is, why can't they do it? Now, if Steve Clifford's going to pull this off, he's going to have to do exactly what he did in Charlotte, and that is transform the team's defense. And I think what is interesting about the Magic is that it appears, at the very least, that they have a bit... Of a defensive base to build upon. They have... A place and a spot... That they can grow from. It, it was brought to my attention... It was really interesting... our uh, interesting, uh, uh, Early power rankings actually brought this to my attention. That... The Magic... Finished the year playing some pretty good defense. Overall... Orlando finished 20th in the league in defensive rating, with a, giving up 107.7 points per 100 possessions. It was not a good defensive season for the Magic. Frank Vogel brought in essentially to be a defensive coach, could never really turn the Magic's defense around, except for that first 20-plus games of his first season when the Magic were the best defensive team in the league. Orlando was a sieve defensively. They really, really struggled. And yes, I'm even though I'm about to give you some numbers that suggest otherwise, I would say even last year, toward the end of the season, the Magic struggled a bit defensively. It was at least inconsistent. But numbers don't lie. And the Magic, after the All-Star break, were at least an average defensive team. After the All-Star break last year, the Magic were 13th in the league in defensive rating, giving up 105.5 points per 100 possessions. That's more than two points per 100 possessions different. Now you might ask yourself, what changed in that time? The the cynical and perhaps correct answer is the Magic traded Alfred Payton. Payton really struggled defensively. The numbers bear this out. The Magic had a terrible defensive rating when Alfred Payton was on the floor. And so that was at least part of it. But the Magic were, frankly, a league-average defensive team after the All-Star break. Why is this? Is it playing Ken Birchmore The numbers don't bear that out. Is it playing Jonathan Isaac more? He didn't really play that much more, although his defensive impact was clear. Did Aaron Gordon suddenly snap to defensive attention? There's a lot of noise here, and a smaller sample size, although a significant sample size of more than 20 games, to say that the Magic were a better defensive team. Who knows how real that number is? Who knows if it's teams taking the Magic lightly. It's the string of tanking teams the Magic played toward the end of the season. Who's to say exactly what caused this change? But like so much of our analysis of last season, it may not have lasted the full 82-game schedule. But for significant portions of time, you could point to something that the Magic were doing and say, there's something there. They're showing something consistently over a long stretch of time that makes you believe, okay, the issue is not necessarily ability, it's consistency. And of course, consistency is the name of the game in the NBA. The Magic defensively are going to have to be better. And I can already hear people in the back saying that's going to be difficult to do with DJ Augustin as your point guard and Nikola Vucevic as your center. And I agree with you at that point. I don't know if the Magic will have a top 10 defense this year. Steve Clifford has his work cut out for him to get them to that point. Certainly having a healthy Jonathan Isaac back and available to play for long stretches of time is going to help the Magic defensively. He clearly makes a big defensive impact. Bamba... By his presence alone, with that wingspan, should make the Magic a better defensive team. If Aaron Gordon has put in the work over the summer to ease some of his offensive responsibilities or ease the difficulty he has on offense, maybe that means he can play a lot better defense. I know he, I know, I, I, I from what I remember reading, he was not happy with his defensive performance last year. So this is all to say that the Magic. At the very least, if they're not going to be a great defensive team off the bat, at the very least, they have a base from which to build upon. They have some good defensive players in place already. Jonathan Isaac, chief among them. Aaron Gordon, we know, can be a very good defensive player, even though he struggled a bit last year on that end. And I suspect it's because he... uh, added more to his offensive responsibilities. Jonathan Simmons has a great defensive reputation in this league. Terrence Ross was one of the best team defenders that I saw on the team. I thought that his his defense was vital to the Magic's fast start, even though he wasn't shooting the ball well. At least by reputation, the Magic have some solid defenders. And of course... As Jeff Weltman and John Hammond have begun building guys with length and versatility, that will only add to the defensive base that the team builds upon. Guys like Jerry and Grant, Isaiah Briscoe, who can play multiple positions. Ken Birch would be another great defensive player on this team. And so the magic at that point seem to have some of the tools that might be necessary to be a great defensive team and have the tools necessary to really surprise in this league. That's not to say they will do it. The offense remains a huge issue uh, and and that will hurt their defense. A, a, a A bad offense can hurt a good defense. And of course, several key players on the roster are not known as good defensive players. DJ Augustin, not, a, not known as a good defensive player. Nikola Vucevic, not known as a good defensive player. Evan Fournier has struggled on the defensive end as well, especially with quicker twos. And so, it's still a mismatched roster. It's still a roster that's going to go through its pockets of struggles and its pockets of difficulties throughout a game, throughout a season. But at the very least, if the idea here is to build the kind of dominant defense that Steve Clifford had in Charlotte, The pieces to the puzzle appear to be there. Not only in the personnel, but in how they've played together in the past. For the last 20-plus games, the Magic were a strong defensive team. A team that other teams struggled with, or at least struggled enough with. And if the Magic could finish a season at 13th in the league defensive rating... That changes things a lot for them. That certainly means that they've improved, that they've begun to carve out an identity. They've, they've, they've shined at something. Because, frankly, the last six years, the biggest issue facing the Magic has been their inability to carve an identity on either end of the floor. They've been bottom 10 in the league on both ends of the floor for much of the last six years, except for the Scott Skiles here. And that's been a huge detriment to this team's progress. So again, it seems like this number is something for Steve Clifford to build upon. It's a sign that I have a lot more here. I'm not starting completely from scratch. That these guys can work together on the defensive end and find some ultimate success.
1: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Of course, that ultimate success will come down to the players themselves, whether the players can step up and and no player, I think, is going to face this kind of pressure to step up in a meaningful way this season than Aaron Gordon. Of course, Aaron Gordon had a breakout season last year averaging 17 points per game, taking over kind of a starring role for the Magic, really playing playing up that role for better and for worse. His three-point percentage improved. He shot about 33% from beyond the arc, first time shooting better than 30%. Even though he struggled coming down the stretch from that, it was a major step forward, and, and, and Gordon, we know, will put in the work to continue to improve that and continue to improve himself. Of course... We've seen very little of that work so far. All we have to say is Gordon got his contract. He's still 22 years old and has a ton of room to continue growing. What we have seen from Aaron Gordon this summer happened to be some pre-produced workout videos and then a highlight reel of him playing pickup in New York with Kevin Durant and and a bunch of other NBA players. And that video was impressive. Because Gordon, it seemed, really held his own with one of the best players in the league. He really seemed to not only hold his own, but... have his moments where he dominated Durant. Now, of course, it's a pre-produced highlight video. It's a pickup game. There's no reason to get overly excited. At the same time, though, we're beginning to see more and more Gordon refine his game. When he entered the league, he was just kind of this bundle and ball of potential. Someone that you really couldn't figure out what to do with. You were just going to kind of throw him out there and let his athleticism figure it out. You didn't know if he was a 3 or a 4, but he'd be able to give you offensively. You just kind of knew he was an athlete. Get him out in the open floor let him run. Now Gordon's a very different player. Last year, what was most significant about, that, about his season was you could begin to see what he looks like as a fully formed player. You could begin to see that Aaron Gordon not only has all-star potential, but has the ability to take over games offensively. Now, he wasn't great at it, he's still inefficient, but the kid's only 21 years old. Yes, four years in the league, but only 22 years old. Still a lot of room to grow. And that's what this summer has been about for Aaron Gordon, or what this summer hopefully was about for Aaron Gordon. It was continuing that progression, taking the lessons learned from the previous season and adding them to his game, refining those skills. That's Gordon's ultimate task is to continue refining and improving his game, his shooting, his handling, his scoring, and then eventually his defense as well. And then translating that to the the NBA, to the Magic. And proving himself indispensable, because yes, those questions are still following him even after signing a new contract. It's tough to give up on Gordon, and it's tough not to be excited about what he can do because Gordon's proven that he can get significantly better over the course of a summer. He's proven that he can take the lessons he learned from a previous season and incorporate it into his game. And now the question for him, as it is for all young players at about his stage, is how do you turn individual production into team success? And that's a big question for Gordon to answer too, that unfortunately it doesn't seem like there's a lot of guys on the roster currently who can answer it, who can help guide him through those those traps and those pitfalls. Perhaps another weakness of the Magic and their current roster construction. But watch that watching that tape of Gordon there is a lot of reason to be excited. There's a lot of reason to feel that he is on the precipice of something really, really special. Maybe not super-duper star special, maybe not best player in the league special, ready to lead the team to a championship. That might be going a bit too far. But it certainly seems possible and plausible that with a successful Magic team, Gordon will be a key reason and a guy who can compete, contest for, and play in an all-star game very, very soon. The Aaron Gordon hype train is rolling out of the station, folks. And 2019 is going to be a big year, I think, for Aaron Gordon.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league— helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Check out the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Always like us on Facebook at Locked LockedOnMagic. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We just posted a roundtable discussing some of the last-minute issues about the the summer, including our thoughts on the Aaron Gordon uh, highlight reel tape from that pickup game with Kevin Durant. We also have some lineups to look forward to from our Zach Palmer, so definitely check those out and plenty more coming up on Orlando Magic Daily as we turn toward home and get set for the 2019 season. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.